Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, it, today is March 15th, and the high today uh, outside is 67 degrees. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. There is uh, no humidity outside, and you can kind of see where the spring air is trying to come in. And it just reminds me of one of the reasons why I actually moved to Atlanta. So I'm pretty excited about just today being such a beautiful day. Matter of fact, when I get when I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to go outside and walk around for probably about two hours. One thing I would tell you about the two-hour walk is good Holy Spirit time. So I want to talk to you today about prayer, ascending and or receiving process. It could be both. It could be one or the other. And um, I remember just thinking about this topic. I remember the first time I actually prayed. I was nine years old. And I, you know, I prayed before then those little rhyming prayers, but actually on my own, and it wasn't bedtime kind of a prayer, okay? So um, I was nine years old, and my aunt was playing a movie at her house, and it was like this new movie that just came out on VHS, and I really want to see it. A lot of my cousins are going to be there, so I want to get together with them and just have fun. And my mom was a mother. When she said no, she meant no. She told me no, we could not go. I mean, she was one of the ones her, they say let your yay be yay, your nay be nay. Her nay was always nay. So the only thing I knew was to pray. I prayed and I said, God, please let us go over to my aunt's house and watch this movie. And because I knew that there was no more asking her, so I asked him. And sure enough, out of the blue, she came back and said, okay, you can go. And, you know, I don't even know if I even asked her again. It's like she came out of the blue on her own. I, I can't recall. All I know is that she came back and said yes. And if that ever happened as a child, that was truly a miracle. <laughs> but, you know, I want you to think about prayer. Uh, if you think about your emails, okay, think about your inbox. How do you ever receive information in your inbox unless there's a download of receiving, correct? And then you have important stuff you need to send out to people. So you may be sending emails out all day, but you're constantly receiving, right? Or even when you first turn your Microsoft Outlook on, it has to do a download to receive. So even with that example, I want you to think about prayer being the exact same way. How do you get anything from the Holy Spirit? How do you get anything from God? Are you getting anything from God? A lot of us probably are and don't realize it. And if we are praying, we're probably just sending things out, but not waiting for anything to be received, correct? So what's wrong with that process? This is one of the reasons why I can tell you, you know, I've been in church all my life, literally, and I just knew to pray and pray and pray, but no one ever taught me what it meant to receive from God or even to hear from God or if I should receive from God. I'm very serious about that. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's very, very true. No one ever taught me what it meant to just hear from God or just to be still and be quiet and just receive just as much as you send. So like you, uh, you know, when people say, okay, pray for this person, someone just died, or pray for that person here in the hospital, and you're sending out prayers, and you're constantly sending, sometimes you wonder, why in the heck hasn't anything happened? Is anything going to happen? You don't even know if anything's going to happen. And then you're wondering, or sometimes you're doubting that anything's going to happen, which is even worse, right? Because no one's teaching us about that personal relationship that comes with receiving as well. 
So just as you would, if you don't have any information in your email, then what's the purpose of even having it, right? You can't, what's, what good is an email where you're constantly sending anything, but no one's sending you anything back, right? If you think about it. So the same thing with prayer. What good is your spirit if you're not receiving anything from God? What is your spirit running on? Hmm? Think about that. Your spirit is running on your mind and your mind cannot feed your spirit the way the Holy Spirit can feed your spirit. Okay? Now, I'm going to back this up in scripture because you know that's what we like to do, right? If you go with me to Genesis 2 and let's see what verse I want to start at. Uh, we're going to start when God created Adam. And I'm going to put this Genesis 2, 16. And let's see how far we're going to get. Okay. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded man saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever called, whatever Adam called every living key creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took out of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. So I read to you from 16 all the way down to verse 22. You know, I want you to think about this whole process. God made Adam from his own likeness. And then he placed Adam out into the field in the Garden of Eden. And he told Adam what to do. So you can see God had a special relationship to Adam. And how did Adam know what to do when he got into the field? He received from God, correct? He received information from God. And God told him what to do. And Adam was obedient by doing all those things. So God gave everything to him. I mean, literally everything within Adam's sight, Adam was actually over those things. He gave names to them. And whatever name he gave, that's exactly what it was. God said, okay, that's good. That was fine. And then he even caused a sleep to fall upon Adam because he wanted to get Adam more. Now, you know, if you look up dreams right now online, it's going to tell you that scientists don't even know why we dream. Well, I'm going to tell you why right here. When God put Adam to sleep, he had a purpose for him. So the purpose is for God to give us information. Yeah, that's a time of naturally receiving in the flesh. And we don't realize we're doing that because, you know, once again, that's subconscious. We're sleeping. But at the end of the day, that is God automatically working on our subconsciousness while we are naturally sleeping. So when he closed his eyes, he gave him a woman, one of Adam's most precious, 
precious gifts. So he had a huge purpose for that. And then because Adam woke up from that sleep, he was able to see that the next person that was created was a part of who he was. So much purpose, so much purpose in that. Um, before I go further into and in, in deeper explanation into this, I was really blessed by a prayer meeting I went to yesterday and there was a young man there from Nigeria and he talked about how um, his father was a dreamer. And this is to all you dreamers out there because I'm one of them too. His father was a dreamer over in Nigeria and when he dreamed, um, a lot of um, cures would come to him, like what herbs to go with to create cures, cures, C-U-R-E-S, how about that? And so when he received these um, these I guess you want to call them, I, I want to say recipes or whatever God gave him in his dreams. He actually took that and applied to people and it caused healing of all different types of diseases. And people would come to this man's father from all over just to be healed. And his father never charged them, but they were still able to make a living. So believe that doing this process of dreaming, God is naturally giving us information. Okay, naturally giving us information. That is a receiving process. So we are ordained to receive regardless whether we like it or not. Our dreams, I know a lot of us feel kind of strange about them or things we can't explain, but that's the whole point. If you can scatter around those things during the day, push a lot of those bad things aside in your mind and try to focus on the good things, you'll be surprised at what you're able to receive from the Holy Spirit, even in your sleep. So let's go back to everything that Adam was able to do. Okay, so Adam had an assignment, an assignment that God gave him. And the only way that Adam was able to do this assignment, he was able to receive from God. Now, one thing about this I find very interesting. During this time, I don't find Adam saying anything except naturally receiving. He wasn't asking any questions. He hadn't sent anything up to God yet. So we were naturally put here. That tells me right now we're naturally put here not only to have that special relationship, but to receive a whole lot more than we're sending. OK, <laughs> that means to receive more from God, a whole lot more than what we're asking him to do, because I know a lot of us are asking him. Trust me, I'm one of them also. But you have to be in a position of obedience to receive. He was only able to uh, uh, successfully accomplish his assignment because he was obedient in his receiving. And also, um, you know. Thinking about the purpose of why Adam was here was to actually have a special relationship. So let's go back. Prayer, a sending and or receiving process. A lot of times these days, we get really caught up in the process of sending. And we have not even thought about or formed that relationship with Christ because all we care about is sending. And if you're constantly sending information up, there may be a long delay or process in getting those prayers answered because there's so much that God wants us to do. We're probably bagged up in our receiving process. If you really think about it, if we haven't received anything from God, period, if we haven't heard from him, if we're not really knowing what to do, if we're walking around on E all day, all right, and you know it's very unfortunate because a lot of us are doing that. If we finally start sending prayers up in a very heartbroken situation because we know God is close to the brokenhearted, a lot of times that's the only way we actually start praying. If we start to send prayers up, what happens if we're still not receiving? 
does God have an obligation to answer those prayers? If you think about it. You know, I talked about in my most recent podcast of Embracing Life and how um, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, How are we delighting ourselves in God if we're constantly asking him for things? If we're treating God like a genie in a bottle that we pull out only when we need him. God, my job is not working right. We need you here. I need you here right now. I need you at my workplace right now. But when was the last time I received from God what he told me what to do? Now, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times we probably wouldn't be in the situations that we're in if we were in a receiving process. And once we receive, if we're in an obedient process as Adam was. And remember, when Adam was obedient, he owned everything. He was extremely prosperous. Everything was obeying Adam, and so it was. If he called something a dandelion, it was a dandelion because Adam called it dandelion, and God trusted Adam. So God has to get us to a place of trust. How do we get to a place of trust? He has to give us information. We have to be in a place of receiving it, and then we have to apply, okay? That's when the favor of your life comes in. And I will tell you that there are a few people out there that are doing that, but we're getting to a time where we don't have a choice. If you think about this uh, prayer in school, when I was growing up, we prayed in school. Matter of fact, we started the Lord's Shepherd uh, prayer, uh, David's prayer a lot when I was like in first grade. And even during that time as a child, you know, people, you know, living in the South, of course, you're in the Bible Belt, you're going to church. So you have some things reinforced at school. So naturally, I was asking questions about, you know, who am I? Who am I the person that God made me? And where did God come from? You know, it's, you're going to naturally have that curiosity about God as a kid. Okay. And that curiosity come from the natural just receiving process that God places on us. And with that being reinforced, even at school and at church, that helped a lot. So if you think about prayer being taken out of the school, how do our kids receive? How do they receive? Because naturally we are, it's in us to receive anything, especially once we start coming into this world. We're very innocent creatures. We're open to everything. God really likes to use children. So if we are teaching our kids to pray, God's naturally going to start placing placing things on them to receive from him. So naturally, um, kids nowadays are not sending out prayers, not even in school. And naturally, they're not in church. So what are they receiving They're not receiving from the Holy Spirit, right? Um, They are probably receiving from television, from video games, from online. And the things out there are pretty bad. So what happens when we take a lot of things away that God naturally has placed in us? You know, uh, yes, when we're sleeping, we're supposed to be naturally receiving from Christ. And I love to use this word naturally because I'm, I'm really referring to in the flesh and physically. But we're supposed to be receiving from Christ, but... Then the enemy steps in and he taints our dreams with really bad things, bad things and nightmares. So we start focusing on that and we become obsessed. We're a culture obsessed with bad things and nightmares and and demonic behavior and paranormal behavior. Those things are more appealing because we don't have the physical answer for them. You know, we want to, they want to glamorize on TV like those things are actually controlling us when it's not. Right. So not to go off on a tangent, 
But if you look at what's happening in the schools, you know, with all of the killing and the stealing of joy and the destroying of homes and communities, that's what the enemy comes for, to kill, steal, and destroy. So if we're creating an environment where we're not able to naturally receive from God, which is why we're even here on this earth, then we're just going to start receiving from other areas, which is the enemy. And that becomes very natural because it's all around us, a lot of negative things in the atmosphere. Then we have exactly what we have today, right? So if you flip that around, and if you can imagine that if we start to pray, we are natural order here. God made man. As you can see in that verse in Genesis, God made Adam to be a helpmate, um, excuse me, to in his own image, right? So God made him to have a relationship automatically with him. And Adam did just that. So over the years, as you know, Adam and Eve created, procreated, and then their kids had kids and on down the line, we got a watered down version of who we are today and how we even relate to Christ. So you can sit up and you can pray, send things out all day long. But if you're not opening up yourself to naturally sit still and say, God, I just want to hear from you today. What is it that you have to say to me today and receive? Sometimes those prayers are a little bit null and void. You have to keep praying and keep praying. I think I heard an entertainer say this before. And they, they phrase it, push, pray until something happens. Well, that's true. And you can keep praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And we know that we see many examples where things took years to take place and matriculate. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be that way. If we're putting ourselves in, a, in an environment to just receive, I, you know, and I got to be honest with you. I wish someone had told me this years ago how to receive from Christ, that prayer wasn't just always asking God for things because God is always telling us things. We're just not in putting our place, putting ourselves into a place to hear him or we're hearing him and we're not putting ourselves in a place to receive it and apply it where we are obedient. This is a simple process of pray, sit down and just say, God, I would really like to hear from you. Speak to my heart, speak to my mind, speak to my thoughts. Close your eyes and see what happens. You may even fall asleep. Who knows? But it doesn't matter. We just talked about when God placed Adam into a deep sleep, he communicated with him. I've been a dreamer all of my life. And when, if someone had just told me when I was dreaming that God was trying to communicate with me, it would have changed the way I even uh, my perspective of my dreams or how I even approach the conversation with people or if I would even talk about it. A lot of times I would even talk about my dreams because I felt they were so bad and so disturbing that it was something I want to compartmentalize and block out. But it's, it's such a blessing to dream and receive from God. It's such a blessing to sit down and hear from God. It's a blessing because as we see when Adam was obedient and he received, everything was under him. Literally, he had power and dominion, literally, like the Bible says, over the earth. God put earth in man's hand. That's how he wanted to be. But when in that process, God trusted Adam with that relationship so that Adam did receive from God. Okay, it wasn't until the serpent came in that, um, and once again, that was with Eve, Eden, uh, Eve, I'm saying way too many names here. And even though Adam knew what was going on would be wrong, it still occurred anyway. The point that I'm trying to make is that Adam was able to distinguish right from wrong 
when God talked to him and told him what to do. And he was able to receive. And Adam chose to do himself. He chose to do the right thing. So when you listen to God, he will guide you in the right or wrong direction. Uh, excuse me. He'll tell you what's right or wrong. In other words, you will have the choice to make the decision between what's right or what's wrong. And normally when you make the right decision, a lot of blessings fall in your life. Sit down. You can pray and ask God for things. You can claim things on your life in the name of Jesus. You can put yourself into a situation to receive. Matter of fact, once you start receiving information intentionally, God's going to start sending you things throughout the day where you're not even asking him to. It's going to be like a constant download of email. In the example I used initially, just like in your emails, you get a constant download of receiving. God's going to start giving you a constant download of information. And that could be about anything he wants to talk to you about. It, I mean, it has no limit. It could be something good, something bad, or something downright ugly. And with that information, he turns it all around for his good to protect you. He could show you something ugly to protect you. To, put, to tell you to put yourself into a better environment. He could show you something good. Obviously, we love the good things. I don't even have to go into that, but the good thing could be something that's going to happen in your life or your family's life or your friend's life. Anything that you can do to accomplish his purpose, that's the whole point. The whole point is for God's purpose. It always go back to his purpose. That is the point of prayer. Normally, we're asking God for things for our purpose, and that's why we get the delay and things get in the way, why we have doubt, why that relationship is so strange. I promise you, God is not way over there on Mars and you're just constantly sending prayers to him. He's right there with you and waiting for you to say, hey, God, I want to hear from you today for a change. I want to just sit back and relax and let your, your spirit pull on me. It is absolutely the best feeling in the world. It is the best thing I've ever done. And it's something that I continue to do because the more you do it, the more he gives you and the more obedient you are, the more prosperity you will have and the more favor comes upon your life. I want to tell you something before I end this because I'm at my time and I think this is really going to bless you. A testimony always blesses other people. It's not for just for the person that's saying it. You know, I, I've told you in other podcasts that I've been a dreamer and I had a lot of demonic attacks. Um, I suffered a very severe uh, case of sleep paralysis. Well, you know, throughout the process of my dreams throughout my entire life, I've always seen a lot of um, African, and I'm going to be more specific, uh, Nigerian people come to me in dreams, um, even in person. And, you know, in the dreams, they'll be in their tribal uh, attire. They have a whole lot of tribal things. Now, in real life, obviously, to be here in the United States and that they're not dressed like that. But I used to wonder what in the world's going on. And then, you know, I had all, a lot of Nigerian friends. Well, a lot of the Nigerians would say, you know what, are you Nigerian? Are you, are you Niger you're Nigerian, right? And, you know, so it got to the point when the Holy Spirit told me when I started receiving from him, he said, you know, your grandfather was Nigerian and he, he was directly from Nigeria. And, um, and I believe that. I believe what the Holy Spirit tells me. And so, um, long before, um, I even took a, I took a 23andMe test. My, my husband bought it for me. Come to find out I'm 94% Nigerian. And that's not the point of my story. Okay. But I want to share that part. Now, yesterday I met, um, two Nigerians directly from Nigerian. And then one from the United States that took a test and found out that she was a Nigerian also. I'm not sure how much she had in her, but, I went up to the Nigerian guy and I said, hey, you know, I didn't know he was Nigerian. I kind of felt it in my spirit. I said, where are you from? 
he looked at me and he said, the same place you're from. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I said, Nigeria. He said, yes. And so it's so funny because we both smiled because we felt each other's spirit. Now, I told you spirits attract spirits, okay? And then he asked me, he said, are you Yoruba or Igbo? I said, hmm, let me ask the Holy Spirit. Literally, that's exactly what I said. And I said, Igbo. He said, you got that part right, too. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then... The other lady started telling a story and she talked about how she was drawn to other people uh, that were uh, from different countries. And then they said, well, hey, are you a flyer? She goes, yes, I'm a flyer too. So come to find out, all of us in this conversation, okay, are Nigerians. Flyers mean we have out-of-body experiences. And Paul talks about that in the Bible, where he says we have these out-of-body experiences. Or even the book of Revelations, where he talks about Jesus quickened me in the flesh and showed me things and, and poured revelations on me and, and talked to me. I never thought for once in my life that God would put me in an environment of people just not only with the same origin <laughs> by happenstance, but just like when we were all experiencing these out-of-body experiences. And we all suffered from sleep paralysis. The Nigerian guy, and this is the testimony part, told me, I, I, ex I expressed to him about the demonic attacks as a sleep paralysis. He said, no, don't give the enemy that credit because God uses sleep paralysis. That's his way of talking to you. So that's his way of trying to have that relationship with you in your sleep paralysis. So he's the one that causes that to occur. The problem is that the enemy comes in and the, the, the demonic attacks can be so disturbing. That's what you choose to focus on. But then with that, you forget that God is there and you don't hear that part. Do you have any idea how much of a blessing this man, what, how much of a blessing this was that he told me that? Because all my life I've been believing that, God, something's wrong. You know, woo, who is suffering like that? But no, that's God speaking to me the entire time. And I mean, it was severe. I, I am capable of having at least seven episodes of that in less than an hour, which means I will wake up. I'll fall asleep. I'll wake up. I fall asleep. Falling asleep means I'll go into a paralysis state. I'll get myself out of my lucid dream where I can wake myself up from dreams. I'll go back into it and I get myself out of it again. It can go on over and over and over. And the reason I'm trying to get myself out because I'm fearing in my spiritual state, a demon is going to come and attack me. Okay. I took the dreams thing to a whole new level. I know this, but I'm trying to tell you this. Don't always think negative when it comes to sending and receiving in prayer, okay? Don't always think prayer is a formal thing. God is constantly, even at times we don't know it, as I just told you, constantly talking to us. Open yourselves up to receive it, okay? That was one of the biggest miracles and blessings that I probably had this year. I mean that. And I've been praying for a miracle and a breakthrough. And that's that's part one of the process because I'm believing God for a whole lot more. But I want to share that with you because I want you to experience breakthrough in the same manner. All right. If you've got questions, this is my time. Feel free to reach out at me, love at cordelia.com. Look me up on YouTube. I have my interviews. Um, you can look me up on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, uh, my podcast. I love to do them. It's the best feeling in the world. I hope this particular podcast was truly a blessing for you. Uh, remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you, and so do I. I'll see you next time.